This morning is a little different. So if you're, if you're expecting me to talk for 45 minutes this morning, I'm not. And no cheering. Uh, <laughs> but this is our Isaiah response service. And um, we, we typically do reading services. This is a little different. We're going to do some reading of the last 10 or so chapters of Isaiah, some worship with that. But then we're asking for a time of response after that for anything throughout our whole series of Isaiah, almost a year now, any verse that was special to you, a favorite verse in Isaiah, a thought, something that God taught you as we studied his word. And we'll have an opportunity to share that at the end because there's something very special about the body of Christ encouraging each other with the word of God. And it's something we're instructed to do in scripture. And so we want to do that. But to begin, I just want to give us a big picture of Isaiah again. And you, you know how when you, you go to a musical or something, you get to the end of the musical and there's a reprise, right? And in the reprise, it brings in songs from the whole musical. And you're like, no, no, not the hills are alive again. And, and, but, but it reminds you of all the different parts of the play. And today I'm hoping that we remind ourselves of a lot of the different parts of our journey through Isaiah. It's been a while. And there's, there were things that we were talking about culture and the darkness of culture and leadership as we went through the elections together. And some of you were like, how did you pick Isaiah for this kind of election? I'm like, I didn't. I, I had no idea what kind of election we were going to have, but the Holy Spirit guided us through Isaiah. And then we had times of comfort in Isaiah where God comforted his people who are coming out of sin and the discipline for sin. And I know many of you were, were really relating with that comfort. And so we want to rehash some of those and, and remember some of those things. Um, as we went through Isaiah, really the central point was salvation through his son. The title of our series was Hope That Crushes Darkness. And that hope ultimately is the work of God through his son, Jesus Christ. And it crushes the darkness of this world from the fall that is pressing in. And so even though there's a lot of of gloom and doom at some points in Isaiah because it's showing the reality of not walking with God, there's a whole bunch of hope because it shows how God saves us and has rescued us. And if you remember, we broke Isaiah really into three sections. And the first 39 chapters were about Judah and Israel being warned of impending judgment. And those were the trust chronicles, I called them, that trust God and if you don't, you'll be judged. And, And we know that judgment did come. And and it came at that time for the northern kingdom as Assyria carted them off. And it came a a little over 100 years later to the southern kingdom as um, Babylon carted them off and destroyed the temple. But then the, the next section was written probably looking forward to a group of people that would be in exile, that would be feeling the results of their sin, but starting to come back to God. And so from chapters 40 to 55, we see hope. And we seek comfort and consolation. And then finally, in this last section, 56 through 66, we see a looking forward. A looking forward to the kingdom of God and and, and really asking us to choose between two kingdoms. Will you follow God and enjoy the joy of His kingdom? Or will we follow this world and see the destruction that that brings? And so that's a, a big picture of where we've been through Isaiah. And I'm hoping this is starting to jog memories. Oh yeah, I remember back in... August. I remember back when. Um, Before we read some of the chapters, I want to just review some of the themes that we saw in Isaiah. And almost all these themes are reflected in our title for the series, Hope That Crushes Darkness, God's Supremacy, Holiness, and Grace in Action. And the first theme there in your notes and on the screen is the theme of judgment and hope, or judgment and darkness and hope. 
And we saw those two going back and forth throughout the entire 66 chapters of Isaiah. There's hope of salvation if people repent. And there's ultimate hope in the servant Messiah who would crush the power of sin. In Isaiah 8.17 we read, I will wait for the Lord who is hiding His face from the house of Jacob and I will hope in Him. And as we read those, my hope was that we would see just how deep our hope is in God and rest in that and enjoy that and that can get us through some dark times. Theme number two we saw throughout the book was God revealing Himself, His attributes and His glory and different names of God. And every week we, we worshipped and we saw just new revelations about God and who He is. And we saw Him as Creator God and, and how amazing He was. And our goal for that is we come away with an awe for God. That God is so much more than our buddy. Although He, he wants relationship with us, He is the King of the universe. And we bow before His throne. And that should be reflected in our daily lives. That's reflected by living daily lives in light of the fact we're in front of the throne. And, and in light of the fact that we're children of God. The third theme there is God's sovereignty and supremacy overall. Anyone have any um, difficult times in the last 12 months? Yeah, er- almost every hand, right? This has been so comforting for me to see God's sovereignty throughout every chapter in Isaiah, because in, my, in, in, in everyday life, talk about something that can apply. If we're going through the darkness and if we're going through the dark times, we know that God is in control. He is sovereign. He has not lost that. And we're just a little blip on the timeline of His plan and nothing will get in the way of His plan. And oh, there's comfort in that. In Isaiah 14, we read, The Lord of hosts has sworn, As I have planned so shall it be. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. The fourth theme we saw was His holiness, His righteousness. God is holy and He asks us to be holy. And we saw that the the name Holy One was used at least 25 times in the book of Isaiah for God. We remember the throne room scene in Isaiah 6. Where Isaiah comes before the throne and the seraphim are, are flying and, and saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. And I hope that throughout Isaiah you've been impressed with God's holiness and impacted by that. And realizing that a holy God hates sin and, and just abhors sin and we, if we're holy, should do the same. The fifth theme that we saw is to trust in the Lord rather than self. Trust in the Lord rather than self. And we saw that with Ahaz at the beginning who was asked to trust God. He says, no, 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 I'd rather trust Assyria. They're just so much better. And we saw how that ended. We saw that with Hezekiah who wavered but then ultimately trusted Yahweh and Yahweh delivered. And it's a reminder to us, do we trust God with every situation? This ties back to His sovereignty as well. Do we trust Him and rely on Him and have peace because we trust Him? And in Isaiah 26, we read, You keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because He trusts in you. And we explored the connection between peace and trust. But the sixth and final theme, which is really, I think, the grand theme of Isaiah, is the ultimate redempt- that ultimate redemption is from the servant Messiah. It's grace. That even though we are in a dark world, even though we have dark hearts, 
God comes and rescues us and offers us grace through the death of His Son, Jesus Christ. And we saw Isaiah 53, one of the clearest Old Testament passages pointing to the Messiah. You can't miss it. Those were six of the grand themes of Isaiah. Today we're going to read and worship and then respond. So listen for those themes as we, t- we read through the last few chapters. You can listen, you can read along. If you're reading along, turn to Isaiah 56 right now and, and we'll get going with that. But maybe as you read, highlight a verse or underline a verse that speaks to you. My hope is that Isaiah is far more than just an intellectual exercise, but that it's something that changes us. And not too often do you do an in-depth study of Isaiah, but let it change you as we are impacted by who God is and what He is doing in our lives. We do this as well because God commands the reading of His Word in assembly, in, in the assembling of believers. We see that over and over in the Old Testament. We see that commanded to Timothy. And so we read God's Word together and respond to it. Pastor Andrew, could you come up and start us with Isaiah 56? Isaiah 56, 1 through 8. Thus says Yahweh, Keep justice and do righteousness, for soon my salvation will come and my righteousness will be revealed. Blessed is the man who does this, and the son of man who holds it fast, who keeps the Sabbath, not profaning it, and keeps his hand from doing any evil. Let not the foreigner who has joined himself to Yahweh say, Yahweh will surely separate me from his people. And let not the eunuch say, Behold, I am a dry tree. For thus says Yahweh to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose the things that please me, and hold fast my covenant. I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name. Better than sons and daughters, I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. And the foreigners who join themselves to Yahweh to minister to him, to love the name of Yahweh, and to be his servants, everyone who keeps the Sabbath and does not profane it, and holds fast my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain, and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. The Lord God, who gathers the outcasts of Israel, declares, I will gather yet others to him besides those already gathered. Now we'll jump ahead to Isaiah 57, and we'll start in verse 14. And I'm going to read all the way through the end of 59. And it shall be said, Build up, build up, prepare the way, Remove every obstruction from my people's way. For thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place, and also with him who is of a contrite and lowly spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. For I will not contend forever, nor will I always be angry. For the spirit would grow faint before me in the breath of life that I made. Because of the iniquity of his unjust gain, I was angry. I struck him. I hid my face and was angry. But he went on backsliding in the way of his own heart. I have seen his ways, but I will heal him. I will lead him and restore comfort to him and his mourners, creating the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to the far and to the near, says Yahweh, and I will heal him. But the wicked are like the tossing sea, for it cannot be quiet, and its waters toss up mire and dirt. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. Cry aloud, do not hold back. 
Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their transgression, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the judgment of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why have we fasted and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure and oppress all your workers. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice to be heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose? A day for a person to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and a day acceptable to Yahweh? Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked, to cover him, and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Then shall your light break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of Yahweh shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and Yahweh will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry, and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness, and your gloom be as the noonday. And Yahweh will guide you continually, and satisfy your desire in scorched places, and make your bones strong, and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail, and your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, and the holy day of Yahweh honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, or seeking your own pleasure, or talking idly, then you shall take delight in Yahweh, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father, for the mouth of Yahweh has spoken. Behold, Yahweh's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, or his ear dull that it cannot hear, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue mutters wickedness. No one enters suit justly. No one goes to law honestly. They rely on empty pleas. They speak lies. They conceive mischief and give birth to iniquity. They hatch adder's eggs. They weave the spider's web. He who eats their eggs dies. And from one that is crushed, a viper is hatched. Their webs will not serve as clothing. Men will not cover themselves with what they make. Their works are works of iniquity, and deeds of violence are in their hands. Their feet run to evil, and they are swift to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Desolation and destruction are in their highways. The way of peace they do not know, and there is no justice in their paths. They have made their roads crooked. No one who treads on them knows peace. Therefore justice is far from us. And righteousness does not overtake us. We hope for light, and behold, darkness. And for brightness, but we walk in gloom. We grope for the wall like the blind. We grope like those who have no eyes. We stumble at noon as in twilight. Among those in full vigor, we are like dead men. 
We all growl like bears. We moan and moan like doves. We hope for justice, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before you and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us and we know our iniquities. Transgressing and denying Yahweh and turning back from following our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart lying words. Justice is turned back and righteousness stands far away. For truth has stumbled in the public squares and uprightness cannot enter. Truth is lacking and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. Yahweh saw it and it displeased him that there was no justice. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no one to intercede. Then his own arm brought him salvation and his righteousness upheld him. He put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on garments of vengeance for clothing and wrapped himself in zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, so will he repay. Wrath to his adversaries, repayment to his enemies. To the coastlands he will render repayment. So they shall fear the name of Yahweh from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. For he will come like a rushing stream, which the wind of Yahweh drives. And a redeemer will come to Zion. To those in Jacob who turn from transgression, declares Yahweh. And as for me, this is my covenant with them, says Yahweh. My spirit that is upon you and my words that I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth or out of the mouth of your offspring or out of the mouth of your children's offspring, says Yahweh, from this time forth and forevermore. Isaiah 60 through 62. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the people's. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exult, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense. They shall bring good news and praise of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedar shall, come, shall be gathered to you. The rams of Nebaioth shall minister to you. They shall come up with the acceptance on my altar, and I will beautify my beautiful house. Who are these that fly like a cloud and like doves to their windows? For the coastland shall hope for me. The ships of Tarshish first, to bring your children from afar, their silver and gold with them, for the name of the Lord your God, and for the Holy One of Israel, because he has made you beautiful. Foreigners shall build up your walls, and their kings shall minister to you. For in my wrath I struck you, but in my favor I have had mercy on you. Your gates shall be opened continually, day and night. They shall not be shut, that people may bring to you the wealth of the nations, with their kings led in procession. For the nation and kingdom that will not serve to you shall perish. Those nations shall utterly be laid waste. The glory of Lebanon shall come to you, the cypress, the plain, and the pine, to beautify the place of my sanctuary, and I will make the place of my feet glorious. The sons of those who afflicted you shall come bending low to you, and all who despise you shall bow down at your feet. They shall call you to the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel." 
Whereas you have been forsaken and hated with no one passing through, I will make you majestic forever, a joy from age to age. You shall suck the milk of the nations, you shall nurse the breast of the kings, and you shall know that I, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Instead of bronze, I will bring gold. Instead of iron, I will bring silver. Instead of wood, bronze. Instead of stones, iron. I will make your overseers peace and your taskmakers righteousness. Violence shall no more be heard in your land. Devastation or destruction within your borders. You shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. The sun shall be no more. Your light by day, nor by brightness shall the moon give you the light. But the Lord will be the everlasting light. And your God will be your glory. Your sun shall no more go down, nor your moon withdraw itself. For the Lord will be your everlasting light. And your days of mourning shall be ended. Your people shall all be righteous. They shall possess the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I might be glorified. The least one shall become a clan, and the smallest one a mighty nation. I am the Lord. In its time I will hasten it. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that they may be glorified. They shall build up in ancient ruins. They shall raise up former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and tend your flocks. Foreigners shall be your plowmen and vine dressers. But you shall be called the priests of the Lord. They shall speak of you as the ministers of our God. You shall eat the wealth of the nations, and in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion, and they have everlasting joy. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrong. I will faithfully give them their recompense. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their offspring shall be known among the nations, and their descendants in the midst of the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge them, that they are an offspring of the Lord, and the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its sprouts, and as garden causes what is sown in it to sprout up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all the nations. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not be quiet until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a burning torch. The nations shall see your righteousness and all the kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no more be termed forsaken and your land shall no more be termed desolate, but you shall be called my delight is in her and your land married, for the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have set watchmen, 
all the day and all the night. They shall never be silent. You who put the Lord in remembrance, take no rest and give him no rest until he establishes Jerusalem and make it a praise in the earth. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his mighty arm, I will not again give your grain to be food for your enemies. And foreigners shall not drink your wine for which you have labored. But those who garner it shall eat it and praise the Lord. And those who gather it shall drink it in the courts of my sanctuary. Go through, go through the gates, prepare the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway, clear it of stones. Lift up a signal over the peoples. Behold, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the earth. Say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him and the recompense before him. And they shall be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you shall be called sought out, a city not forsaken. Chapter 63 and 64. Who is this who comes from Edom in crimson garments from Basra? He who is splendid in his apparel, marching in the, in the greatness of his strength. It is I speaking in righteousness, mighty to save. Why is your apparel red and your garments like this who treads in the winepress? I have trodden the winepress alone, and from the peoples no one was with me. I trod them in my anger and trampled them in my wrath. Their lifeblood spattered on my garments and stained all my apparel. For the day of vengeance was in my heart, and my year of redemption had come. I looked, but there was no one to help. I was appalled, but there was no one to uphold. So my own arm brought me salvation, and my wrath upheld me. I trampled down the peoples in my anger. I made them drunk in my wrath, and I poured out their lifeblood on the earth. I will recount the steadfast love of Yahweh, the praises of Yahweh according to all that Yahweh has granted us, and the great goodness of the house of Israel, that He has granted them according to His compassion, according to the abundance of His steadfast love. For He said, Surely they are My people, children who will not deal falsely. And He became their Savior. In all their affliction He was afflicted, and the angel of His presence saved them. In His love and in His pity He redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled and grieved His Holy Spirit. Therefore He turned to be their enemy and Himself fought against them. Then He remembered the days of old of Moses and His people. Where is, where is He who brought them up out of the sea with the shepherds of His flock? Where is He who put in the midst of them His Holy Spirit? who caused his glorious arm to go to the right hand of Moses, who divided the waters before them to make for himself an everlasting name, who led them through the depths. Like a horse in the desert, they did not stumble. Like livestock that go down into the valley, the Spirit of Yahweh gave them rest. So you led your people to make yourself a glorious name. Look down from heaven and see from your holy and beautiful habitation, where are your zeal and your might? The stirring of your inner parts and your compassion are held back from me. For you are our Father. Through Abraham, though Abraham does not know us and Israel does not acknowledge us, you, O Yahweh, are our Father. Our Redeemer from of old is your name. O Yahweh, why do you make us wander from your ways and harden our heart so that we fear you not? Return for the sake of your servants and tribes of your heritage. 
your holy people held possession for a little while. Our adversaries have trampled down your sanctuary. We have become like those over whom you have never ruled, like those who are not called by your name. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains might quake at your presence, as when fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, and that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome things that we did not look for, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From of old, no one is heard or perceived by the ear. No eye has seen a God beside you who acts for those who wait for Him. You meet Him who joyfully works righteousness, those who remember you in your ways. Behold, you were angry and we sinned. In our sins we have been a long time and we shall be saved. And, and shall we be saved? We have all become like one who is unclean and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf and our iniquities like the wind take us away. There is no one who calls upon your name who rouses himself to take hold of you for you have hidden your face from us and have made us melt in the hand of our iniquities. But now, O Yahweh, you are our Father. We are the, uh, the clay and you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Be not so terribly angry, O Yahweh, and remember not iniquity forever. Behold, please look. We are all your people. Your holy cities have become a wilderness. Zion has become a wilderness. Jerusalem, a desolation. Our holy and beautiful house where our fathers praised you has been burned by fire. And all our pleasant places have become ruins. Will you restrain yourself at these things, O Yahweh? Will you keep silent and afflict us so terribly? Chapters 65 and 66, it culminates the sequence where God says, I want true repentance from your heart. Anyone is in the kingdom that has that. And then he described with Pastor AJ the kingdom and how great it will be. And then with, with Joshua sort of separating, this is the kingdom of God, this is the kingdom of man. And now in these chapters, he asked for a decision. I was ready to be sought by those who did not ask for me. I was ready to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here am I, here am I, to a nation that was not called by my name. I spread out my hands all the day to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good, following their own devices, a people who provoke me to my face continually, sacrificing in gardens and making offerings on bricks, who sit in tombs and spend the night in secret places, who eat pig's flesh and broth of tainted meat and is in their vessels, who say, keep to yourself, do not come near me, for I am too holy for you. These are a smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all the day. Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silent, but I will repay. I will indeed repay into their bosom. Both your iniquities and your father's iniquities together, says the Lord. Because they made offerings on the mountains and insulted me on the hills, I will measure into their bosom payment for their former deeds. Thus says Yahweh, as the new wine is found in the cluster, and they say do not destroy it, for there is a blessing in it, so I will do for my servant's sake, and not destroy them all. I will bring forth offspring from Jacob, and from Judah, possessors of my mountains, my chosen shall possess it, and my servant shall dwell there. Sharon shall become a pastor for flocks, and the valley of Achor a place for herds to lie down, for my people who have sought me. 
But you who forsake Yahweh, who forget my holy mountain, who set a table for fortune and fill cups of mixed wine for destiny, I will destine you to the sword, and all of you shall bow down to the slaughter. Because when I called, you did not answer. When I spoke, you did not listen. But you did what was evil in my eyes and chose what I did not delight in. Therefore, thus says the Lord Yahweh, Behold, my servant shall eat, but you shall be hungry. Behold, my servant shall drink, but you shall be thirsty. Behold, my servant shall rejoice, but you shall be put to shame. Behold, my servant shall sing for gladness of heart, but you shall cry out for pain of heart and shall wail for breaking of spirit. You shall leave your name to my chosen for a curse, and the Lord Yahweh will put you to death, but his servants he will call by another name so that he who blesses himself in the land shall bless himself by the God of truth. And he who takes an oath in the land shall swear by the God of truth, because the former troubles are forgotten and are hidden from my eyes. For behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy, and her people to be a gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in it the sound of weeping and the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not fill out his days. For the young man shall die a hundred years old and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. And they shall build houses and inhabit them and shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days... Of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be offspring of the blessed of Yahweh and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. The dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, says Yahweh. Thus says Yahweh, heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. What is the house that you would build for me and what is the place of my rest? All these things my hand has made and so all these things came to be, declares Yahweh. But this is the one to whom I will look, he who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. He who slaughters an ox is like one who kills a man and he who sacrifices a lamb like one who breaks a dog's neck. But he who presents a grain offering like one who offers pig's blood, he who makes a memorial offering of frankincense like one who blesses an idol, these have chosen their own ways and their soul delights in their abominations. I also will choose harsh treatment for them and bring their fears upon them. Because when I called, no one answered. When I spoke, they did not listen. But they did what was evil in my eyes and chose that in which I did not delight. Hear the word of Yahweh, you who tremble at His word. Your brothers who hate you and cast you out for my name's sake have said, Let Yahweh be glorified that we may see your joy. But it is they who shall be put to shame. The sound of an uproar from the city, a sound from the temple, the sound of Yahweh rendering recompense to his enemies. Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came upon her, she delivered a son. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall a land be born in one day? Shall a nation be brought forth in one moment? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she brought forth her children. Shall I bring to the point of birth and not cause to bring forth, says Yahweh? Shall I who cause to bring forth shut the womb, says your God? 
Rejoice with Jerusalem. Be glad for her, all who love her. Rejoice with her in joy, all you who mourn over her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast, that you may drink deeply with delight from her glorious abundance. For thus says Yahweh, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream. And you shall nurse and you shall be carried upon her hip and bounced upon her knees as one whose mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. You shall see and your heart shall rejoice. Your bones shall flourish like the grass and the hand of Yahweh shall be known to his servants and he shall show his indignation against his enemies. For behold, Yahweh will come in fire and his chariots like whirlwind to render his anger and fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire will the Lord enter into judgment and by his sword with all flesh and those slain by the Lord shall be many. Those who sanctify and purify themselves go into the gardens, following one in the midst, eating pig's flesh and the abomination of mice and and mice shall come to an end together, declares Yahweh. For I know their works and thoughts and the time is coming to gather all nations and tongues and they shall come and shall see my glory and I will set a sign among them and from them I will send survivors to the nations, to Tarshish, Pool, and Lud, and who draw the bow, and Tubal, and Javan, to the coastlands far away, that have not heard my fame or seen my glory. And they shall declare my glory among the nations. And they shall bring all your brothers from all the nations as an offering to Yahweh, on horses, and in chariots, and in litters, and on mules, and on dromedaries, to my holy mountain Jerusalem, says Yahweh just as the Israelites bring their grain offering in a clean vessel to the house of Yahweh. And some of them also I will take for priests and for Levites, says Yahweh. For as the new heavens and the new earth that I make shall remain before me, says Yahweh, so shall your offspring and your name remain. From new moon to new moon and from Sabbath to Sabbath, all flesh shall come to worship before me, declares Yahweh. And they shall go out and look on the dead bodies of the men who have rebelled against me. For their worm shall not die, their fire shall not be quenched, and they shall be an abhorrence to all flesh. Thank Him. Lord God, we praise You and thank You. We thank You for Your Word, for the challenge of Your Word to follow You, but the hope and the joy and the confidence we have that we will spend eternity with You. Lord, help us to be a people that that changes how we live, that that changes how we hope, that how we respond to things in this life. Lord, knowing that You've got it. And you've taken care of it, God. We praise you and thank you. We are your people. You are our God. In Jesus' name, amen.